Hello, my name is Lisa Williams and welcome to my podcast. In this podcast, I'll be discussing the lifestyles of footballers and what impact their decision-making has on their performance and the image of the club they play for. There are five appropriate activities. Firstly, downtime. This is when players have returned from training or a match and are no longer playing football. In this time, they can spend time at home with their families and also take part in relaxing activities to take their minds off football, for example, reading. This helps players take their mind off football and to calm and calm down. The second appropriate activity is rest. Rest is when players stop working in order to sleep or recover. Rest is vital for a professional athlete in order for them to be their sharpest and most prepared and ready to play their next match. Players tend to sleep, firm roll or just lay down and play games in order to recover. For example, a great um, case study is Cristiano Ronaldo who takes five 90-minute naps throughout the course of the day so that he has energy for training and matches. Rest is vital for players, especially in the hectic winter schedule where matches are played within 40 hours of each other sometimes, meaning that players need to rest and recover as fast as possible to reduce injury. That's why a foam roller may be used. The third appropriate activity, appropriate activity is relaxation. This is similar to rest. However, relaxation is more for pleasure and can include going to a sauna and resting. This helps calm players' mental state, forget about the pressures and stress they can be under to perform. This is vital for players' mental health. The fourth activity is leisure pursuits slash hobbies these are things done outside of football these are things that take players that players take interest in to enjoy themselves and have fun in their spare time for example Gareth Bell was a well-known golfer in his spare time players like Ozil, Neymar and even Aguero also have gaming as a hobby and are frequently uploading videos of them playing games on their consoles to YouTube. These fun activities can make a player's life more enjoyable, and as long as the players are not doing anything inappropriate, they can also raise their social media following and profile of the player and club, as people want to know what what goes on in these players' lives off the pitch. The fifth appropriate activity is charitable work. This is when players give money to charities they care about to do good, in their local community and improve improve their, those places. For example, in Tottenham's All or Nothing documentary, many players often visited hospitals and local schools to offer their advice and to spread happiness to fans. This raised public support and opinion of the club and does good for the community. Other athletes such as Marcus Rashford use their platform, money and power to influence their cause they're passionate about as he has raised and donated millions of pounds the food banks to aid children in need of food in this worldwide pandemic. Due to schools closing and no school free meals being continued due to budget cuts, this alone makes the club and himself look in a better light, as well as making the lives of the less fortunate a lot better and having a positive impact on the world. We have now entered this my second part of the podcast. In part two, I'll be discussing inappropriate activities. There are many inappropriate activities. However, the main ones for footballers and professional athletes are alcohol, drugs, gambling, smoking, 
antisocial behaviour, social media and peer groups. Firstly, alcohol consumption over a long period of time can lead to weight gain, to weight gain which puts more stress on your joints, therefore damaging them and causing injury. Alcohol also leads to hangovers the day after and if you need to play a match or train the next day, you have less energy to perform as well as having difficulty focusing as one of the side effects of hangovers are headaches. This most likely will result in a bad performance and being dropped from your team as a result of poor performances. Drinking can become an addiction and if depressed gather knowledge of a professional athlete as an alcoholic, it will give you a bad reputation. A good case study for this is Tony Adams, who had a drinking problem and often went, tra- went to training and performed whilst drunk. As a result, he once crashed his, crashed his car whilst drunk driving. Luckily, nobody was killed and he was sentenced for four months in prison where he could not play football. This is how it can affect you on the pitch negatively and off the pitch as well. Secondly, drugs. Both recreational drugs and performance-enhancing drugs are banned for all professional athletes and if caught doing any of these, length, long lengthy bans are a result. In some extreme cases, athletes can be banned from the sport for life. Despite some athletes, despite this, some athletes in history have been caught taking both. For example, in 1994, Diego Maradona failed a drug test in the World Cup and was abruptly removed from the competition and faced a suspension. As the best player on his team, maybe in the world at the time, it was a big loss for his country and teammates. He never won the World Cup that year. Drugs can also become an addiction and give players a bad reputation. They can also negatively affect your social life as you may start to lose friends, girlfriends or good relationships as a result of addiction. This can can also lead to depression, which is also a long-term effect of having some recreational drugs. Thirdly, gambling. Gambling, like many other inappropriate activities, can easily become addictive and a habit and is engaging and can give you a false and can give you false hope of winning back all the money you have lost. However, again, similar to other inappropriate activities, it is banned for athletes to bet on their sport. If you get caught, you can be banned from your sport as well as become in huge debt due to match fixing and you can also lose friendships and relationships due to your addiction and debt. An interesting case study is Joey Barton, who over the time of three years had placed seven seventeen thousand bets at the time. Seventeen thousand bets over the course of three years. At the time he probably believed a small five pound bet or ten pound over there couldn't hurt him. However, over time these add up and caused a huge debt for him. This is less of a problem for high end earners footballers as they can make back those huge money sums in a week's time however those in lower leagues and less pay can find themselves in sticky situations after retirement and the money as the money flow stops and they have lost so much on betting smoking as athletes footballers are as athletes footballers are expected to be professional and take good care of their bodies especially in this era where we have all the technology and knowledge of our body to keep us the fittest and healthiest you can be. Therefore, being spotted by media or anyone while smoking 
can cause an outrage in a public point of view and give you a bad impression and make you seem unprofessional. This can also put you on put you on bad terms and look bad on your team, country and yourself as it is known to have negative health impacts such as lung damage. Uh, for example, a footballer who done this, he was caught smoking regularly, is Jack Walsh. And this had negative impacts on his performance. Antisocial behaviour. This is vital and important, especially off the pitch. This could be anything that shows, shows the club you play for in a negative light, such as interacting with fans, opposing fans, general public and staff members. If a player shows antisocial behaviour off the pitch and disrespects anybody not involved with the club, this looks bad on the whole club and can force the club to act and maybe release a player in extreme cases. This is more likely to play this is more likely to happen in youth football where the players are younger and less experienced and less professional. For example, if a youth player has a fight with a member of the public whilst wearing and representing the club, they can be cut from the contract if the club finds out as they're representing the club as a whole. Social media. Social media has become an everyday part of life and is used by many high-profile players on apps such as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and Snapchat. However, if not used properly and players act and conduct inappropriately on social media, the consequences can be severe. Athletes may be fined, get accounts taken down and depending on how offensive their message or picture of the profile, they can be put in educational courses as well as drop from the squad or national team. An example was Rio Ferdinand. He was fined £45,000 and suspended three games by the FA because of an inappropriate tweet he made before signing before signing contracts. Teams often get people to go through your social media history and try to find any misconducts in their social media pages against the club they're about to sign for or just in general. Contracts are, and contracts and signing signings may even force through because of an inappropriate tweet players had made several years before. Peer groups. The people you choose to spend your time with outside football can have a negative or positive impact on your career as well. If you all spend your time clubbing and going out to take part in antisocial behaviour, it can take away your focus from football. Also, if the people you hang around with are known criminals or maybe have a bad past, it can negatively reflect on you as as people may assume you're a bad person and this hurts your reputation. Moving to part three, behaviour and lifestyle management of professional footballer or a professional footballer. There are many management strategies that can be implemented to promote a positive lifestyle for a footballer. One of them one of them is players having a mentor to coach them valuable life lessons and skills mentors are experienced and wise ex- mentors are experienced and wise who advise someone in life in terms of football most likely an ex-player or coach who's been around the game for a while and may become a current player's mentor mentors can advise players how to deal with their money financially and how to save or invest so they have career, so when their career ends, they have enough money to live comfortably. This means when the player retire retires, they won't go bankrupt. Also, they can advise players about what to expect once they get to the top of the game, as they have experienced it themselves and 
help them cope with all these external factors which can affect their performance on the pitch such as press, media, girls and the fame. Having mentors will help players not to make the same mistakes that their mentors may have made in the past. Another strategy is group and one-to-one discussions. These are safe places where players can communicate any issues they may be experiencing. These can help improve their mental health and team chemistry. Furthermore, if a player does not feel comfortable sharing the information in front of teammates, they can talk to one they can talk one on one with the coach or the appropriate staff member to report or just talk about any problems they're experiencing, such as feeling homesick or having problems with the club. The club can then act accordingly and ensure the player's performance on the pitch is not affected negatively. The long term effect on their career is that their mental health is improved. If a player is performing poorly on the pitch, a strategy that can be implemented to turn things around is a change of lifestyle. Lifestyle is the way in which somebody chooses to live. For an athlete, a healthy and positive lifestyle can be attained by avoiding all the inappropriate activities I discussed earlier in on this podcast. When a player changes lifestyle by avoiding these inappropriate activities, their performance on the pitch normally improves as well as their as they are more prepared, have more energy more focused and are mentally healthier. This can stay with them throughout life if they choose to avoid inappropriate activities after retirement. Another strategy is change of routine. Following the same routine for weeks, months and even years can be tedious and you may become bored and less motivated to continue with football. For example, if a player feels a lack of motivation to play or train, the coach may do a different training drill from what they normally do which is more fun and engaging so that the player does not lose interest. This, is, this keeps players happy and adds a bit of spontaneous activities into their lives and keep them on the right path. Because in extreme cases, if your routine is the same all day, every day, players may quit out of boredom. Mental health is especially important for professional athletes and can be affected by many things that come, that come with being a footballer, such as pressure, playing away from home and injury. It is important players' well-being is monitored and checked on by the club's psychologist as, it, as, it, as if it becomes a problem, it can lead to depression and loss of confidence on the pitch, leading to players hiding, hiding to not receive the ball under pressure. Another coping mechanism is taking part in, taking part in alternative physical and exercise activities outside of football. For example, the goalkeeper Ben Foster frequently takes part in long, lengthy bike rides on his days off, which he shows in his YouTube channel. This is important, and and doing physical activities, as doing physical activities release feel-good hormones and can improve players' mood and mental health. It also takes players' minds off of football, meaning they can relax. Furthermore, it can give you the extra advantage on opponents when you do play football, as you may be more fit, as you can use the skills you get from your other sports and transfer them to the football pitch. For example. If you choose to take up gymnastics outside of football, that extra flexibility to you gain from gymnastics will let you be more agile to turn direction quickly and beat opponents one v one. These extra physical activities can keep you can can you, you can keep even after retirement. Furthermore, alternative activities such and hobbies can be an effective behaviour can affect behaviour and lifestyle management strategies.
for example, Gareth Bale was famous for playing golf, and others such as Ojo Guerra and Neymar have gotten into online gaming. This is a way to spend their time off, to relax and take their mind off the stresses of football and the pressure that comes with being famous, so that when they return to playing, they are fully focused and their mind is not on something else as you have already enjoyed your time off and gotten that out of their system. These hobbies can become a profession and something to do during retirement. Part 4. Appropriate professional behaviour As a professional athlete, you are under scrutiny by the fans, media and press nearly all the time. This is extremely prominent in the more famous places Pogba, Messi and Ronaldo. Therefore, you must try to act appropriately in professional work situations such as at training, press meetings and, and going to and from training. As you have a large audience watching and young people who are easily influenced. If you do not act professionally, some of the consequences, one of the consequences are, are being dropped, fined by your club, being labelled as unprofessional and given a bad reputation by the media and public and fans. Firstly, behaviour and training needs to follow the club's policies and code of conduct. This does not mean that you cannot have fun and play around with the teammates within the facilities, however to do it in a respectful manner. Behaviour when playing in games is extremely important. You may be watched by millions on TV and you're representing the club. During games, many players earn a bad reputation because of their use of gamesmanship. This is when players bend the rules to gain an advantage over their opponent. For example, when a team is winning by a small margin and the game is near to an end, a player starts taking long to take taking long to take a throw in to run down the clock and time waste or diving. This is this is normally frowned upon by many, however, not entirely against the rules. Sportsmanship is the exact opposite and is f- and is fair and generous behaviour of others in sports. An example of this is if a player on the other team goes down injured, the team with the ball kicks the ball out of play to allow the player to receive treatment. Other examples are shaking the officials and opponents' hands after a match, which shows respect and makes you and your team appear in a better light. Furthermore, you must be careful of your appearance and clothes as it will show self-respect and can often offend fans if you wear anything inappropriate, such as a rival team's kit. Even if you are not competing or going to training, you you are still an employee of the club you play for, as well as having a high profile as a footballer. Following the rules and laws and law is still very important. A good case study for this is the three Leicester players that were caught with girls in their hotel room during a pre-season tour to Thailand. This led to Nigel Pearson, who was a manager at the time, and his son, who was also one of those players, being sacked due to the damage of the club's image and reputation. Not because of footballing reasons, they both lost their jobs, which affected their lives negatively and gave them a bad reputation. Another scenario where professional professionalism is required is when dealing with the media and interviews before and after games. You must show respect to the media, family and friends in public places as well, the appropriate use of social media always. A good case study that happened fairly recently 
Edison Cavani, he posted an offensive word on his Instagram stories and as a result has been banned for three Premier League matches, fined and put on a cultural education course on how to act on social media as certain words in another language can be interpreted as something offensive in the English culture. Because of this, his team will have to play without him. This is a huge miss for them and impacts them on the pitch in a negative manner. Part 5. Effective communication and the media as a professional footballer. As a professional footballer, you must have effective and clear communication skills. This is because you will have to deal with and answer questions from the media before and after games. If you have good communication skills, you can build a brand for yourself as people may like a personality from interviews. A great example of this is Latani Bremovic. Another way to, another way clear communication can help is when you have an injury. Is when you have an injury and need to describe and explain it to the physio so that they can identify it and treat and treat you treat your injury as soon as possible. In certain scenarios when players are gifted an award for their good um, for their for their good season, they even script their speeches beforehand, so that they are prepared for situation, and for they so that they are prepared for the situation, and are addressing the audience with the appropriate language to get the point across. Whether it may be thanking family members for sacrifices made to help them get to the top of the game, or just thanking people for voting for them, if they don't have good communication skills, the media may have less leeway. When, the, when they perform badly or just portray a bad image of the player as they don't understand them. This is why having, good relationship, having a good relationship with the media is important as it will make your life easier as they, as they control what the public see and if your relationship is good, they can improve your image and therefore relationships with fans and staff members. Furthermore, if injured, you cannot explain the injury. This will keep you out for longer as the physios cannot treat an injury they don't know about. Communication skills is not all about talking. A lot a lot of it is non-verbal, body language and at the tone of voice you speak in. For example, if a player looks at the floor while delivering an interview, they can come across as offensive as they're not keeping eye contact with the camera or just as a extremely sh- just extremely shy and weird. This is why players should look at the camera and talk enthusiastically as it comes across if you are uninterested if you do not